0: Hello and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cooper, and today we're joined by two Talking Walls regulars. We'll start with the main man first. Finn, how are you doing? <laughs> hey! <laughs> I, know you, I know you moaned on the last one that you, you, didn't, get, you didn't get teed up, so...
1: We'll see you later on the quiz, but uh, that can be the main man title officially. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd, I'd love to be here, but a um, bit of a depressing subject on this one, but I'm sure we can... Uh, have a good old therapy session, but yeah, I'm all right. just well, pick you
0: up as a man. You've got to be a bit more like in your spring, take it in your stride it's a, a Yeah, it's a shame that, it's, it's
1: on such a depressing podcast,
0: but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't be choosers, <laughs> <us>, can <laughs> they? <laughs> and we, of course, we're joined by Dave as a party. Dave,
2: how you doing, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Obviously, like Finn said, it's uh, gonna be a bit of a therapy, but yeah, good nonetheless. Try to, uh, it's been an all right week, thankfully, so. Bloody hell, lads. I feel like someone's passed away I know um, are you man lost the game
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it feels like that but it's uh, it, it it has been it has been a strange one of course we'll be talking about the defeat at home to Leeds we'll be looking ahead to what the next game which will be the villa game start of April uh taking your questions talking about loan players in in, in specific Ryan Giles, Morgan Gibbs-White, and there'll also be a little quiz. But before we kick off, I just want to like to say a huge thank you to our partners, BetMate, who have been supporting the podcast and and the previews and just our overall channel sponsor, really. Um, been doing doing bits together, to be fair, apart from me and Dave, who <laughs> can't seem to get any points on the board whatsoever, which we'll come on to. But yeah, big thanks to BetMate. Dave, Leeds, last Friday. I was too pissed to
2: remember it in Budapest, thankfully. Um, what happened? Well, where do we start? Do we, do it in chronological order? Do it key moments or just oh, look. Just what what happened? We, I'll tell you what, let's let's start with the lineup. Jose yeah. Star
0: in goal, Willie Bolly coming coming back in for Kilman, Cody says Johnny, Huben Joao Joan Ryan A. Nouri, Leander Dendonka, Daniel Padence, and Raul Jimenez. So opted for that. Almost three five two out of possession, three four three in transition. Um, I suppose the only real real shot there was was Willy Bolly coming in for Kilman. But well, not a shock, but the one you probably wouldn't think happened after the Everton game.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I think Bruno is obviously trying to somehow bed him back in. I think there was a lot of people that probably thought Say should have been the one that dropped out, Um, but it was Kilman. I thought Kilman improved a lot during that Everton game, so I'm surprised at that and. I don't know. I thought I thought Bolly had one or two shaky moments. Um, I think in the first half he got a book in for just going completely going through one of the Leeds players. Uh, but that was for me, that book in there was probably the start of Kevin Friend's ridiculous, you know, refereeing, to be honest. Um, you know, talking about the game in general, first half we had full control, didn't we? We looked good. Yeah. Um, got got that early goal or fairly early goal. Um and through Johnny, but it was, you know, mainly the, the Trinkau show, to be fair, that first half. We saw Neves come off. Obviously, we know a little bit more about the injury, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Trinkau came on and done for the last, last sort of 20 minutes of that first half, done exactly what we wanted to see from him for the last nine months, really. Um, so he's been, yeah, came on, gave them a nightmare. Great ball into Johnny to, uh, to, to put it into the back of the net. You know, Johnny picking up a really positive position, which, you know, we haven't really had enough of. I think Samedo, although as good as he's been this season, I think he doesn't quite pick up those positions. I'm not sure if it's a tactical instruction or him personally. He's maybe not adventurous enough to get into those central areas in the box. Um, And then Trincao, I think about 30 yards out, hitting the post or hitting the bar. What an Mm. effort that was. Um, I think I would have been with Millin in the South Bank if that had gone in, to be fair, being 2-0 up there. I don't how cold it was, wasn't it? Preston FC. Um,
0: your then obviously Trinkal the getting a
2: goal as well, but the, the Trincao goal was a lovely finish, to be fair, just pure accuracy, wasn't it? And I don't really want to talk much about the second half, but to go in at half-time, we looked like we were cruising. It looked like we were going to go into, the, go into Saturday's games in, in sixth place in the table, but obviously, how wrong am I?
0: It was a weird first. Well, was a weird first half in the game, wasn't it? Finn? load, load, of, load of substitutions, load of injuries. Uh, I think was a fourteen minutes added time, something daft like that. There was there was yeah, a well, lot was four, of s-
1: Yeah, four yeah. subs, wasn't there? I think in the first half, obviously Bamford, um, on and off. I think was that his first game back as well, or at least his second game back, yeah, and he's gone got a again. start. I think. Yeah, yeah. was it? Yeah, uh, I can't remember who else. Went, I mean, Cock came on. Yeah, we had a few few laughs like that. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. um, Happiness. But a very strange first sort of 20 minutes, like how you'd expect be Bielsa Leeds almost proper basketball game. Um, and then we got to grips with them. And I think that's what's going to be so frustrating talking about this game is that by half time we had it. When the game was played like that, it just meant who's got the better quality on the pitch. And it allowed for, as we said, like Trincao to, to have a few pot shots. And that one, you'd have been right behind it, Matt, if you're in the stands. It was mm-hmm. I was sort of right behind it. It was a lovely finish, lovely placement through the bodies right in the corner. Um, and as I say, yeah, this is what's going to be most frustrating is that we had the game 2-0. I think we tweeted out, I didn't we, Talking Wolves, that um is the first time we've lost in the Premier League after being 2-0 up. 2-0. So, at that point, yeah, it was a good night. Uh, maybe and his goal in the second half of my Mexican friends that I'd brought with me. And, and then it all went uh, very downhill, very quickly.
0: Yeah, I, I thought, well, from what, I remember the first half, second half, a little bit hazy, thankfully. Um, <laughs> but I still remember, remember remember bits of it and... Johnny taking up an excellent position for the goal. Exactly what you want from the fullbacks. backs has been brilliant this year, but when Somedo's had chances like that, it's more often than not not taking them. And to see your full-back in that position and, and smashing in the bottom corner, fantastic. Moving on to Trinco. Um, we've seen glimpses of this, haven't we? And this is why there's still that almost glimmer of hope that if we do make it permanent, there's... well. The phrase that everyone says there's a player in there, hmm. isn't it? It's was says, Trinket, there's a ivory, or yeah, there's a player in there. It's not, he's a good player. And I think we saw glimpses of that. He, he almost almost took the game by the scruff of the neck, didn't he, Dave? Um, and like Finn said, finished with a plum, unbelievable. So, yeah, the, I mean. Yeah, a positive to take out from the game, maybe a baptism of fire for him, for him to, to go back to Barcelona <laughs> and, and pull trees up there. Yeah,
2: and the thing is now for him is that possibly something that could work in his favour is that obviously now with Neves injured, the the likelihood of us playing two in the middle is probably quite... Uh, three in the middle, sorry, is probably quite unlikely now. So there's more chance of us playing with the two wide players. And I think after a performance like that, is probably... I'm not going to say assert to start, but he's got a very you know, good chance of starting it against Villa. But I don't know what it is, what it is about him. I'm still not 100% convinced by him. I, I certainly wouldn't pay the money that Barcelona are demanding or, or that it's included in his uh, clause right now. Um, but I don't know. He's really got to step it up for me in the last part of this season for me to even. I, I mean, I'm talking like I'm the one that's going to trigger the clause. But for me to I want to phrases. sign him, I know. Um, <laughs> I, he really needs to step it up for me. Still, I, yeah, it was good. But it, even on Friday, I thought there was just certain elements of his game. Like second half, he was completely anonymous. I think he had to, you know, if he really wanted to step it up, he had to be one of the players there that really, you know, took the game by the scruff of the neck. And I just don't think he did.
0: Have to remember as well, he's only was he 21 22?
2: Like, he's still fairly
0: inexperienced. I'm just, I'm just checking now. Yeah, he's still, he is around that he, age. He's, yeah. he, he's, the, uh, he's 22, yeah, and he's not 23 until December, so he's still got a few more months. He's 22 until he's 23, man. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah>, he's finished. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, he's, he's still a young lad. Body language is everything, though, isn't it? He? He's one of those players where if he's not on the ball, he he just looks like he can't be after so that. Is the I case, think that's
2: I think that's my issue with him. I think that that's exactly I'm trying. I was trying to pinpoint it I was like what what is wrong with him, and exactly. I think that's probably it. He just doesn't look like he's he wants he wants it when he's off the ball. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I think that's he plays like that as well. Like he just glides and he's effortless. He almost he's almost like a a Berbatov where when he gets the ball at yeah, his feet, he's not necessarily. And oh, that's a, that's a massive compliment to to Chinkai, but not necessarily. Yeah, like it, it just glides. It seems effortless. And I think that's the way he comes away off the ball. He just seems relaxed. It's definitely the way he, com- he comes across when he's warming up on the fucking sideline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting more of a sweat on in the stands. Um, <laughs> but obviously Neve's going off as well. Massive, massive blur. We've learned today that he's damaged his medial uh, medial ligament in his knee. So looking like maybe for his back, I'd be surprised if he played any, any games for the rest of the season, personally. but. Even even with, with that injury thing, it still looked like we were controlling the game.
1: It did. If anything, we got better going to the to the three up front. It was, Trincao was dropping a little bit deeper. It was sort of, as you say, that sort of flexible formation. Uh, but be, yeah, yeah, if anything, yeah, it improved us. Um, and we didn't really, maybe we missed him to sort of calm it down in the second half when it was going a bit crazy. But honestly, that if we're moving into the second half without Neves, without a defence, it seems, I think, everyone was at fault at some point and it just it was just a blur to be honest but that sort of 55 to 65 I th- was Raul sent off what 52 was it 53 something like that after that it was just it was mental and it it felt quite I don't know I was watching a lot of like um previews before the game and any Leeds fan like I know we spoke to to one Leeds and if you say right you're having a bad season they always like to bring up we've got no Cooper, no Phillips, no Bamford. And a lot of them went, well, how would you do without Cody, Jimenez and Neves? And then like Neves drops, Jimenez is gone. I'm like, oh my God, they put some Northern curse on us here. <laughs> I thought Cody was going to drop in the, <laughs> in the second half. Um, but we saw, yeah, that without those two, I know we were a man down as well. It just went to... I
0: always think though, if, if we say... If Cody Neves and Jimenez weren't playing, we said eleven players would have beaten them comfortably. Oh yeah, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, yeah. it's just um, something that in the
1: back of my mind, I thought, yeah, we've been cursed. But realistically, yeah, with eleven men, we we battered yeah. them. Let's let's talk about
0: the elephant in the room then. Raul Jimenez. Are we trying to avoid it? I think <laughs> I've said, I think I've said this for fifteen times this season. We've only done twelve podcasts. Um, <laughs> it's. I'm, I said this to Dave yesterday. I'm in two camps here. I'm in the camp of, it's a. A, a horrendous refereeing decision to send him off for the second yellow. But I'm also in the camp of what are you doing him? when as you're turning up? You don't need to make that, you don't need to go in, you can you can pull out of that. No one's gonna no one's gonna think oh, you bottled the challenge there, yeah, the keeper was gonna get there first. I'm in two minds, but we've seen Jimenez get sent off at Man City for something similar in terms of two pretty silly yellow cards, but I think the emphasis on this should go towards
2: Caring Friend being a complete not a helmet. I I think, I think it's not, it's ignore the yellow card. It's not even a foul. And I don't understand how, and I know because I don't know how they find this content, but Leeds fans have watched every single one of our videos and I've seen videos and podcasts that they've put out. So they can do what they please. But the Leeds fans are the only people I've seen on social media or whatever that think it is a foul. Everyone Jason Cundy. Yeah, Jason well, Cundy. He's a, he's a clown anyway. <laughs> so ignore Wolves fans. Every other, Most of the neutral people think it's not a foul. If that was a defender for Leeds and Jimenez have gone in for the ball and the Leeds defender has come out with it with the ball, like Melier has, and they are both collided, it's just a oh, good nice. tackle. It's a good, strong tackle. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I think it's the liner that's give it, but the fact that Kevin Friend, I saw he had another card out, even when both players were down, I thought surely, surely he's not going to send him off for that. Um, And the only, and I've been thinking about this today. The only thing that's making me think maybe is that maybe after the booking, he'd already warned Jimenez for something else. I don't know. And that, and you know, but I just can't see if that was anywhere else on the pitch any if that was not a goalkeeper, it's not a foul, it's just a strong 50 50. It's just like a defender you would four three or four years ago, you'd be praising people for making that tackle, and it's just a, I just can't see how he's sent it. And he's just completely ruined the game after that. Then
0: it's yeah, it's a I don't think if it, if it is a foul, it's not, it's definitely not a yellow card.
2: Um, it's not no intent there whatsoever, is there? He doesn't stick
1: any part of his body out. It's only Mesley with an extended leg. Obviously, he's he's gone for the ball, but
2: Jimenez just runs it. There's no and the the worst thing for me out of this is when Leeds fans are saying, Well, if Jimenez got the ball and took it past Melie and Melier took him down, you'd be screaming for a book and I'll be like, Yeah, but that's a completely different thing. (laughs) Because Jimenez has got the ball and took it past him, whereas that is just a 50-50 coming together. If Jimenez got it. And you know, it just doesn't that, make sense to me. That, and is like on the saying, floor before him and even gets there. He's sliding. It's not like him and as taking him out. That that argument, though, that's like saying, well, if him and
0: took it round him and Mesley had called with him, then took him from behind, then went and shagged his missus in the box. And then kegged him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 then tapped his dog. He'd, he'd be calling out for a zombie. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, the late times have been quite weird. This way, like you said, they clipped up that that podcast, which is um it's it's strange. Very very similar to Arsenal fans in that the fact that I probably only met three that are sound. Mm. It's uh I just I, I I I just don't get it. It's almost his fourth rivalry. Um I like one lead. Jimmy yeah, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> one of the, one, of, one of the good guys, one of the good guys. But it, it it's that <laughs> like yellow card for me. And like like Dave said, Finn, it completely changed the course of the game, but I just knew I 100 percent knew. What was coming and i said it when it happened that that is going to cost us the game and it did however there's still a lot of football to be played from the 53rd minute where he got sent off to the 91st when they scored and we completely went to shit, didn't we
1: yeah and the the worst thing is and the most frustrating thing is probably the reason why none of us have watched any highlights back none of like i've sort of wanted to pretend it's like not happened especially with the red card but. There's not one place where you can pinpoint the blame. You can go at everyone. You can say to Bruno, right, after that sending off, why did we play with two wide wingers with no focal point to relieve the pressure? You can say to Eight Nori, he was poor on the first goal. Sace was poor on the when did he kick the ball up in the air? Second goal. Bolly just watched most of the goals, which was highlighted. You can then say to Cody, because he, despite not making any um errors himself, it's his back line that he's responsible for. We've often saw seen his like coaching of Bolly. So you can push it on him. You can push it like this. I, I'm lost in where where I even start on the blame. So it's just to sort of pretend it never happened, and I wouldn't even know how to start. Dave, any any,
0: any, <laughs> any more thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think you know, there was a lot of people that were pinpointing the blame at Bruno after the game, and I thought why, but then I sort of I almost sort of answered my own question. and... In the review I did, I, I think as mad as it sounds, the striker is such a difficult position mm. to replace when you get a red card. Although we were, you know, we we're already tuning up, a look, but I think Bruno's got to do something. Either bite the bullet and bring off Pedence and ring on Fabio Silva or even, you know, really bite the bullet and bring off Trincao and ring on Fabio Silva because, because Pedence I thought was doing okay. You need some sort of focal point out there. And like I said, Tree Cow was just stuck on that right wing. He wouldn't move from there. Pedente was doing a lot of running inside and, and, and to the left. Um, but yeah, but the, uh, one of the other things, I'm not sure if you had it, uh, you were planning on mentioning it. The one thing that Leeds fans are mentioning a lot is like where Wolves got away with another one. And that that was the Jean Matino tackle. And I don't know if any of you have seen it back. Yeah. For me, I think Matino is quite lucky on that one. But. I think well, there's two sides to this. Obviously, if the Jimenez incident doesn't happen, there's pretty 99.9 percent chance that the Matino incident doesn't happen. But on the flip side of that, if Jimenez doesn't get sent off and Matino makes that tackle, I think he gets sent off.
1: What did he do? It
0: was, so he got him on top of his knee. Didn't he it, it really gets really the done. ball.
2: He gets the ball, but he's he's high. His top leg is very high and connects with like the side of the knee of. Uh, I don't know which player. Well, I think it might Haley. be Dallas. Was it, oh, was it, yeah. Who was it? I thought it was Luke Ayling, wasn't it? So, uh, I don't know. One of their players, or the guy with the the long black hairs. Is Stroik or something? I don't even yeah. know if he was playing. Yeah, but basically, I think that was it. He, he won the ball, but his top leg is is quite high. Right, and like I said, I think. I would have been disappointed if a red card hadn't been given. If that was, like, a, against us, I thought, you know, it's just out of control, I thought, anyway. So, we were quite fortunate on that. Then they bring up the Jimenez incident for the free kick we won, which led to the second goal, which, to be fair, when I was in the stands, I thought it was a little bit theatrical. And they've shown me certain replays where it looks like there isn't much of a touch. Um, But I don't, I can't, I can't be too certain on that one. But I think we did get away with one with a Martino ch- tackle, if we're being 100% fair.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's one of those where if he stays on the pitch, you you, you know, fair enough. If he goes off, fair enough. Like you, you have seen them given. Personally, I don't think that tackles like that should be sending offs. But in terms of previous previous incidents and the laws, then yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it could have been deemed sending off. Seventy-eight minutes, Finn, takes Pedant off for Huang. It's a bit of a strange one it for is. me. I'd, I'd, I'd have gone, I'd have stuck Steel up there and used as a focal point because Huang was pretty anonymous
1: you know what, I can't even remember that happening uh, that's mad in it did he do 68th 78th minute okay. I remember Fabio coming on for like the last five and Chikini, Fabio you know, came but...
0: on 90 plus two after they <laughs> yeah. scored what yeah
1: well Huang must have been anonymous because I do not remember him having a touch to be honest I think Trin- what would
2: you bring Huang on ahead of Fabio as well did yeah. you remember it
1: happening, Dave?
2: I, he brought Chiquinho
0: and Silver on for Johnny and then Don could not I
1: remember it. that. Yeah, when, yeah, well, after the ailing
0: goal. Yeah.
1: I don't I, I genuinely, forward.
2: if you said to me true or false did Wang play, I probably would have said false because I can't. Oh, is that a quiz really question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but question number six. <laughs> no, I don't I don't, I don't, I, I don't remember you really to be honest. No. Good performance.
0: Yeah, you yeah. want to bring you wanna bring silver on there, don't you? Someone a bit a bit more of a focal point to play into to get you up the pitch. It's crying out for his really would
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, it was just like like Finn said though. Defensively, the second goal is it the second goal when saws in no man's land. Bolly's just watching it. The shit clearance from Nori, I think. I'm
0: no, just it it's I like, nice,
2: wasn't. It he kicked the ball. That yeah, that kicked, was it. Yeah, sorry. He sliced. has been <laughs> shit the past two or three weeks. Some rubbish. Yeah. So that that was the one for me. And then when they were just piling on the pressure with the set pieces. Yeah. So. You know what, as well, by the way? So, there was uh, obviously when the Leeds fans celebrate, like it was probably a bit like a Sevilla, you know, late comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had like the chairs flying everywhere and stuff. And when um went to Molyneux today, and I was like looking in their section, and I, I was like, Is that just the angle I'm stood at? But you could see there were like six or seven chairs just missing from the, the lower Steve Ball. I said to yeah. the long guys, I said, Like the, the Leeds fans are there, does it look is it just me, or is it like there's chairs missing there? And they're like, Nah, there are. <laughs> Could just see all the tops of the chairs missing. I um, I I know I, I well unconfirmed
0: that there was kickoffs in the Billy Wright in the family enclosure. Oh, um, right. I think there was there was Leeds fans in the boxes behind. Obviously the, the, the lower tier. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not against like like opposition fans sitting in there, but what you can't do is is goad and and, and be Larry. It's a family enclosure. Uh, I, I've Mate. been in. There. I've been in there before when we were in in the prem the last time and it something like this happened and a bloke sat next to me who I may or may not know um, went and dragged someone over the balcony and started kicking fuck out of him. Um, so these incidents
2: do happen in a family enclosure like the club have got to look at that no and... the, the thing is if you're gonna have opposition fans there they need to be like if it's in the steve ball, ball stand yeah. fair enough because it's behind the glass but as soon as you come outside of that glass you can't be celebrating in the home end like that the, yeah, the one friends time friends i remember it was happening cool. was uh when i was in the family enclosure back in the day It was when i think we drew one all with late orient <laughs> in league <laughs> one and there was an orient fan <laughs> in there giving it the big uh, so, yeah 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 it
1: was bad it was down yeah just like my side of the of the family yeah, enclosure. No, yeah yeah and it was just like eight big blokes all giving it the big in front of a load of kids it was really really weird and th- there's a yeah, way of doing was... it like there was um after the game there was um two people that were blatantly Leeds fans sort of like a row and a few down from me stayed quiet the whole game and just gave it a little fist bump Put yeah and it was like they was fine they're on their own it was like respect like they sort of smiled at me I sort of smiled back but like I'll people do it. It happens so many games. I mean, I looked at it for Brentford. There's when you can't get a ticket, you'll find a way. But you just, <laughs> yeah. so you just stay. Just it's easier said than done. And but to give it to a load of
0: kids, weird, weird behaviour. Talking of Brentford, Dave and I saw uh, in. Uh, we won't say it was he's, uh, he's an avid listener of the podcast. I guess thing. it was in the in the home end, Brentford on um, <laughs> at the full time whistle with two blokes under his arms. <laughs> Ed butting another bloke. His dad was eating punches off another Brentford fan. It was honestly granite <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it was it was it was box office stuff. So like it does happen, and you got, you gotta behave yourself. But if you look at us at, at Spurs, Dave, yeah. that that hospitality there is behind the away fans. It's suitable for home and away fans. There's a little bit of a buffer between the two. But mm. you jump up and you score, and like it's all right, but. You're behind their away fans. You can't, you can't do it in a home end, man. You can't because one of these dice one's going to get seriously hurt, seriously hurt. But I think the club, I think the club should look at it. But it how do you vet who's who's who bought who?
1: Exactly, yeah, it's tough. If it's, anything, just, it's just, just respect in all that is... Steve bull boxes, isn't it? You should let him have those ones because the the amount yeah. of abuse those poor people. Yeah, but the thing is, it's that
2: it's probably a company that've got this uh, yeah. box in the Billy Wright in it, and it's That's just key, yeah. it's not even about. Well, I suppose it's a little bit about vetting it, but it's just about respect and and, and common sense, really. At the end yeah. of the day, isn't
0: it? It's just but yeah. saying that they'd like. Said the stewards are doing more. I'm not being funny, but if I'm not, on not, nine pound an hour. I'm not eating shots off some Leeds fan. Like I'm just going <laughs> to. You know what? The stewards, low, you?
2: the stewards have been ejecting a lot more away fans, you know, than, than I've seen in recent mm. weeks. Especially this one, I really think. I
0: recent...
2: like. Yeah, but just in general though, like down because in SL one, you obviously got the away fans down there as well. Like they've been, they've been on top of it a lot more. Things they get to be fair though, gets Leicester. Um, obviously, against Leeds, or a lot more things thrown and stuff, you know, bottles, mm. chairs. So, guy through a lighter at us, uh, <laughs> in the Leicester for the Leicester one. And they're quick, oh, they got cameras everywhere. People don't realize that, though. You say one thing wrong, you get reported, they'll find you on camera saying it. It's you mad. Finished? It's mad. And
0: this isn't like me. I know we're just moaning and being really PC and like airy fairy, but and this isn't me taking away from Leeds fans celebrating, like by all means, like we do exactly the same. But it's just those isolated incidents like in the box where you're like, you're in front of kids, man. Like grow up, have a beer, enjoy yourself, celebrate the goal, but do it do it respectfully. I've got like, to say
2: as well, though, with Leeds, their, their support is probably the best uh this got
0: season. Quite unbelievable support, even at home, like oh mate, at home they yeah, probably the best we've seen.
1: They yeah. sucked that equalizer in, didn't they? For that. Pen- oh, mate, they're unbelievable at home, yeah. But yeah. I'm going to... I think we could blame Kevin Friend for it, going back to Dave. That, from, like, the the red card, he lost all control. Like, even the Leeds bench, it, the game just turned... It was like a dream, wasn't it? It was like a... Oh, and God forbid I call him Ted Lasso again. My God. The
2: amount See, of I said that on my review. Got... I didn't have any comments, thankfully. But the... i <sighs> um, today. I just what thought his, his consistency in general... Like, I thought he was very quick to book wars players for certain incidents... When there were certain leads players that got away with two or three challenges before the card came out. I don't know what it is, I don't know if we've upset him in a previous game or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was um yeah, disappointing overall. And i thought that that did ruin the game, so it did. Um let's address the other ele- elephant in the room, and that was Betmate. So um,
0: <laughs> we captured him, innit? We have to <laughs> So um I picked my team before I went away, and because Betmate is only available in the UK, be gamble aware. I couldn't change my team, so I'd pick Rafinha and I'd pick Gellhart and none of them none of them were in the squad, so I was already pissing in the wind. Um, Dave, you went with someone a little, little bit different, didn't you? You managed to change your team um, before kick-off, so you managed to put Bamford in there um, <laughs> instead of... Oh, no, sorry, Harrison instead of Rafinha. So Harrison scored you 11 points, but somehow, despite me not being able to change my team... And uh, <laughs> having two players who didn't play still managed to finish above you. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on that at all? all right,
2: let's let's put all right. Let's uh, you know pre-match up. I've got Neves, <laughs> Jimenez, Bamford, and for me that that's safe bets in it. <laughs> Neves comes off injured. Bamford comes off injured. Jimenez obviously 2 foot s- Hurricane Rana. Somebody obviously he gets yeah. sent off. Um, Harrison did all right. You know the worst thing though, Matt, I had Luke Ayling in and I took him out for volley. So I think we could have been having a different conversation if I stuck to my guns there, but you know what? Four, well, three up now. You are, so I'll give it to you. Well, where did you finish then? I'm just thirty eighth. I mean, it's no like it's. I mean, it's better, Yeah, but you got eighteen. 18th... Not... It was a low-scoring week when you still got six points more than me. I mean, I, I put Ailing in, and obviously, if, if yeah, but you Edith... say that Rafinha and Gelhart. You still had two leads players, like good leads players, come in for them. You had Rodrigo and Click.
0: No, but only only Click came in. Yeah. I... Rodrigo had already picked. um
2: Good, did well. Though, yeah, too, I had
0: Johnny too. on the bench, though. That could have been another 10 points. And that would have put me,
2: like... <sighs> would been, one I would have put the out. cats amongst Ten. them. Oh, you would not have Cap- just been outside, you know.
0: I know, I know. I mean, the winner this week, though, was the, the Mags Lader. Uh, Jose Sarin goal. 8 no streak at the back. Captain Trincao, which is... Whoa, absolute, what a sadder, horrend- man. are Captain Trinca? <laughs> Get to <her along>. it, <laughs>
2: Um Pedents, Bamford, and James. Uh shall I tell you what's worse about that though, Matt? What? It is an automatic sub because they obviously captain Chem Campbell. Yeah. They captain Chem Campbell.
0: Is a masterstroke. stroke? We are witnessing <laughs> greatness. What? <laughs> I'm gonna do so that. Start, start, starting captain, Trinko, starting voice captain, Chem Chamble. Chem Campbell? Chem Cam- oh, Campbell? Oh, no, no. So okay. Cam yeah, They still
2: started Trinkau, and then Pedenz yeah, yeah. got subbed in because they had Chem Campbell. But the mad thing is they got Greenwood, whoever that is, on the bench, who would, the have given her, top. It, it would have given her eight points. So she could have been far away. But, a, I, mean, I assume it's a lady, by the way. It's the man's lady, thing. maybe. After have to let us know in the comments. But the fact that
0: his voice captain, he or she, they have voice captain Campbell... Probably knowing full well that he's never got game time. If anything, it's just it's showboating, really. It's just a piss take. (laughs) Playing 5D chess, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Playing 6D chess. But congratulations, anyway. they they won it by um,
2: 0.5 of a point. It's good to see some Wolves fans. Kieran finished third as well. Guy Barker, friend of the pod. He finished first. Regular. Yeah.
0: It's good to see so many of you getting involved, though. It really really is. I mean, we we, we said at the start, come and try and beat me and Dave, but it seems like it's it's getting quite easy for you. Um but just on that actually as we as we come on to the villa game we're only halfway through the pod now. Uh for the villa game uh, we're doing a private pot. Um so same premier, same game kind of thing. Um but for this you will need to um join our private pot. Dave will leave the 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 uh the code down below and, and the link to join it and it's a free game it's free to enter it pays uh, five places i believe and it's five your places chance, it's your chance to win a share of 100 quid so like i said it's a free free to play come and join come and get involved apply your wits against us free probably going to be a piece of piss for you so it's 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 first of april isn't it the game first or second of april
2: yeah i hope it's
0: not um, so it's still still a while away yet yeah. so make it's sure second, you yeah. yeah make sure you do join though Like i said free to enter and of course be you gamble aware. Mm-hmm. Villa, let's talk about the Villa game because Jimenez is going to be out. Neves is going to be out. I'm more arsed about the second one. I'm not really fussed about Jimenez being out personally. But Villa Villa are looking at an
2: half-decent side again, aren't they, Dave? They are. I think um, after their uh, defeat at last weekend against Arsenal, I think Gerard was uh, a little bit wound up um, after it. Think he actually um, spoke about Wolves and said that Villa have still got work to do to be on the level as Wolves, West Ham, United, Spurs, etc. So you know you take that as a compliment. Um, but yeah, they, they've certainly stepped it up since Gerard. You know we still they've got a game in hand, but we're still ten points clear. It's mad that the, with the amount of points that we've dropped that we are still ten points clear of our closest you know rival below us, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've just got a feeling now, and I'm sure maybe one or two of the questions at the end are going to be asking us these sort of questions. But I've got a feeling now that Europe may well just be out of reach. I'm saying that. We're only two points behind we West Ham. But the, this is the game. We win this, I think, minimum. We finish eighth. Yeah. So we've got to, if we can win this, that would be a huge, huge win for us. And obviously getting bragging rights over the Villa.
0: I think Europa League's out of the, out of the question, personally. Yeah. I think Conference League is still within reach. Someone tweeted me earlier and said with the Nebes injury and Jimenez being suspended. I don't, so I don't know why he said this with Jimenez being suspended, but um, is this now the chance for Bruno to play four four two for the rest of the season? And I've said no. I think it's too risky, considering that Europe, in any capacity, is still in touching distance, isn't it, Finn? Yeah, I think
1: I, I'm, it's, it's us and West Ham for seventh, I think. Um, we both slipped up recently and I was cheering West Ham on in the Europa League because they, they looked shattered against Tottenham. So if that can happen a few more times and we can hopefully gain some points that way, um, Leon's going to be a tough game for them. But yeah, it's a shootout for us and West Ham for seventh. I don't know how that would work if West Ham then won the Europa League and then got Champions League. Whether we'd get it in eighth, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think um, it goes down. Yeah, I think it goes down. Need, they,
0: I think they need to. Uh, they need to lose
2: Europa League. No, because if they win, they get Champions League, and the Europa League place gets pushed down. I think.
1: Uh, I don't know. opened a can it, of worms. That it really does confuse, and that's obviously not great for a podcast. Yeah, but realistically, but... there's some great teams left in the Europa I think top League. Top so eight Ham, will get it. If, you, yeah.
2: if, if 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 West Ham win it, I think top eight will get Europe. So if, maybe, West, yeah, if West
1: Ham finish seventh. I might Ooh, yeah, on. we'll figure out. But it, it's a big thing to rely on, I think, West Ham beating the likes of Barcelona and Leon, So, we'll see. I'll cheer them on. But, I, yeah, it's a, a out. I've had a look at the fixtures. Quite similar. Uh, Wolves and West Ham, I think they've all, we've all got to play the top three. Um, and it does feel like, yeah, we'll be out of sight of the rest, uh, like, ninth and below, if we can do it against Villa. They've blown hot and cold for me. I, I had a big debate in the pub, maybe like two weeks ago, in the middle of Birmingham, which probably wasn't wise. But I think Gerrard's sort of aura has masked their actual results if you know what I mean like when I looked and it was like two wins out of his first nine games you wouldn't think that would you because it's been like oh no. like Jared looks good there and he looked nice when he walked across the pitch at Everton you know what I mean so it's it has been confusing and the last few games albeit against like West Ham Arsenal um haven't been picking up any points and it would be nice to do the double over them so I've got a bit of confidence and this is going to get clipped up just
0: like everything I've said in the last week um when we lose <laughs> Yeah, there has been an awe around Gerard. I think he's a brilliant manager, personally. I think he'll go right to the very top. But there is almost that it's masked the fact that they haven't been as 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 good as what other pundits have kind of put yeah, out there. I mean, lost the last two, but won the last three before that in a similar kind of run of form to what, what we've been in. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting game. I'm just looking at European qualification for the Conference League so if the FA Cup winners finish in the top 5 of the Premier League their their Europa League group stage will go to the next highest ranked team not qualified for the UEFA competition if the EFL Cup winners finish in the top 5 of the Premier League or top 6 if the previous statement happens is very confusing the Europa Conference League place will go to the next highest team not qualified UEFA competition in the Premier League yeah, so, that's just
2: top seven. though, that is at the minute. Yeah. So what I, I what I would n- want to know is if West Ham and I, I, I don't know how easy it would be to find out if West Ham do win the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Um, if they get Champions yeah. League and obviously fifth downwards gets well, whatever downwards gets pushed down. Same with Leicester actually, because they're in the Conference League still, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but they don't the Champions League. They don't get pushed down, do they? Because there's always a spot for the Europa League winner, no matter where they're from, isn't it? So it's the it's just yeah yeah yeah. Thing, so, yeah.
2: So yeah, what but I'm that saying. what I'm saying is that would free up a Europa League space in in the prem, and does the yeah. next place team. So we'll we'll for argument's sake, will top seven get Europa League, and then eighth place get Conference League. Hmm. So say so. if,
0: who's won the FA Cup? It's Liverpool, isn't it? Yeah. So we'd need someone, um, to win the it's FA anyway.
1: Yeah, in the FA Cup, you've got the top three and Crystal Palace. So if Crystal Palace win it, then we're out. But the realistically, one of the three is going to win it, aren't they?
0: So, and then it says here, the, the, the Europa Conference League playoff will go... It's to going the to be the top eight, eight anyway then, surely, isn't Right, ranked, ranked team not qualified for your... Euro- <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, <laughs> for, not team for a team not qualified for your way for competitions in the Premier League. So, if West Ham win it, they're qualified for your way for competition. So, it could mm. be seventh, it could be eighth. Fucking hell, even the villain Renew the all passports. From. Come yeah. on. Get ready.
2: Come on. We're all going to Budapest. <laughs> Again.
0: So perhaps uh perhaps it's on the cards. It will be interesting to see how it plays out. We need we need someone at the athletic who knows what they're doing to put it together. Right then, lads. Let's talk about um lone players. Um we're edging the the nearing the edge of the season now. And we've got loads and loads of players out on loan. But a couple that we get asked about quite a lot, and more so that the person we're going to talk about first, is is Morgan Gibbs-White and Ryan Giles. But let's start with Gibbs-White. I think the, the, there's been a lot of hoo-ha on Twitter today, mostly because Neves is that injured and it's always the We've got no cover in centre mid. We should have recalled him. But what what do you do with him next season? Do you, do you integrate him back into to the squad? Because at Sheffield United this season, he's... Well, he's been dubbed as one of the best players outside of the premier league he's got 10 goals seven assists which is a is a fantastic return the best return he's had probably because it's the most minutes he's had uh, i'm looking here he's he's played through the middle 12 times he's played on the right seven times he's even played he's even played up top
2: so start with you dave what what on earth do we do with him Well, the the one positive from Morgan is that I think over the last two years in particular, obviously at Swansea and then at at Sheffield United, is that he's let the football do the talking. Because, you know, you cash your mind back to lockdown and what happened with him there. I think there was a lot of people that thought we'd never ever see him wear a Wolves shirt again. Um, So he's let the football do the talking. And, uh, you know, he started, I thought he had a really strong pre season at Wolves. Had a couple of good games, was really good in the cup game against Forest. And obviously we I think we mentioned it a couple of times. We were sat with his with his parents, uh, Matt at, at the game, yeah. and his dad just said he wants to play football. He was disappointed when he was recalled last year and Nuno barely gave him a kick. Um so I think I think that's the key thing now. Uh, I think you know, you can see what happens when a player is playing a good level of football consistently. He's by far one of the best players that we've got out on loan at the moment. Um, but it is what do we do with him? I think with the way we play currently, I I could see him in a midfield free, someone that can push slightly further forward, someone that is comfortable and can drive forward on the ball. I could see him playing out wide with the way, you know, like I said, because he is comfortable on the ball. Um, But I think you've got to be guaranteeing him a good amount of minutes. I would would like to see him back at Wolves. Um, If, for argument's sake, Sheffield United come up, I'm sure they're going to be trying to sign him. But Wolves... I don't know about you guys. Realistically, you've got to be valuing him at maybe 20 million plus. I don't know if that's a bit too much or if that's fair. That was my next next question. Yeah. So I think that that, that's what I would say. Um, If Bruno Large is adamant that he he can't really give him the game time he wants, and Morgan might be the one that says, like, unless you're going to make me a guaranteed starter, I don't want to be here, then Mm. fair enough. But I'd be wanting at least 20 million for him, I think.
0: How long has he got left on his deal? Two years?
2: I think he signed a new one before one of the. That's what I thought loans. before he went. Yeah. yeah. Um, Feels like uh, one of them, doesn't
1: it? Like where, they, yeah, they do a new contract and then loan him
0: out. Twenty yeah, so twenty-four, so two years yeah. left. Yeah. deal. And that's not a, It's one of. It's a, that two years. It's limbo time, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like this summer is going to be the decision where they either look, give him a new contract, keep him, or try and try and get rid of him on a permanent deal. But what do you think, Finn?
1: I'm glad Dave said what he said because I'm quite an emotional person and I just want I want him to start for Wolves. I just, just sort of like coming from my town and having the ability. I, I look at like I was watching Leicester at the weekend and they were saying about like Harvey Barnes, Dewsbury Hall. They're starting every week, coming through the academy. And we haven't had someone like that for a while and that's yeah, maybe since really. Danny Bath left. And I just maybe we'll figure out that he was in the his zone or or like a Mitrovic and he was only ever championship level and he's going to have that career where he thrives there and never quite makes it for Wolves. But in his last maybe 10 appearances for Wolves, maybe like towards the end of Nuno and those chances Bruno gave him, I thought he's been fantastic. And I, I as you say, they played through the middle. I think he could play in a three. He could play as in a midfield three. He could play in a front three. He could play. He, he could be very, very versatile for us. I just I see a lot of positives and I'm probably ignoring the negatives that are there, but I'd, I'd love to see him come back and start. And I think he deserves to, I think in a midfield three, he's going to offer more. I know it's a different role, but than like Dendonka or I think he's got a case to say, look what I've done now. He's got a solid season for championship <laughs> football, scoring or assisting basically every week. It feels like every time I pick up my phone to check Sheffield United and as a proud shirt owner, obviously. I'm uh, I'm uh, willing him <laughs> on but I really want to see him succeed and I guess now as you say two years left he's what 22 23 this is th- this is the time where he'll prove it
0: hopefully next season. Yeah, he's 22 now. It feels like he's been at this age for about 5 years. Um <laughs> but it seems like he's he's matured quite a lot in the last in the last year or so playing regular football and perhaps this is the baptism of firing needed. I can see him coming back and playing for us. Um, based off how, how well he's played this season. I think there could be a space in the team for him if Martinho was to go. I don't think that Bruno would like to deploy him in the same way he does Dendonka purely because I think he plays Donka as a, that that third midfielder, so to speak. He's almost like an outlet. He's, an, he's, a, he's, a, he's a ball to hit. He's always on because of his size. So mm. I think he'd have to play a little bit deeper. I can see him potentially playing... In the role that Pedraza picks up in the 3-5-2 almost as a, as a second striker, um, I think his versatility and and his, his 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 performances, whilst being so versatile this season, will will hold him in good stead. And I think Bruno will give him the pre-season. I really hope so. We we all want him to succeed. He's well, he's not one of our own. He's a United fan from Stafford, but he's <laughs> one of our own in one respect. He's come through the academy, and we all, we all want that kind of that story, don't we? Because We've not had a player come from the academy in, probably since Les Scott, who have actually gone on and played in the Premier League and, and have played at a decent level. Whether you think Hennessy was any good is a different question, but then went to
2: uh, Palace and played for them. So I just search Hennessy, like just to see his like career path. He just <laughs> couldn't play well, alcohol. So, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, yeah, but Hennessy come from Man City, we like in 2003. So, did that count? Yeah.
0: And Kane King come from on didn't he son? Mm. So yeah, hopefully he comes back in in the uh, in pre season and impresses. But Ryan Giles is another player who's who's done really well this season in the championship. Previously at Cardiff, brought him back, and Bruno said that he's on a par with Ryan Aitnuri, who's been one of the most outstanding players for us this season. Which I think is a compliment to to Giles. Um, hasn't really got the the minutes. That he would have wanted going on loan to Blackburn now for the remainder of the season. I think he's played, I think he's played six times, only assisted once. But when he was at Cardiff, he assisted nine times. And I think he had a real kind of purple patch there. With Marcel going to Botafogo, Dave, well, rumoured, pretty much confirmed. Yeah. Do you think there's a place for Jarves in the team? Not, not, not similar to Marcel at all in the fact that he's got two working legs. But
2: (laughs) yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I think again this preseason could be big for <laughs> Ryan Giles. We didn't really Yeah, he didn't play for us, did he? In the preseason this year, just gone. I can't remember my Flopsington. Yeah, I don't think he did. So this this preseason could be big for him. Um oh, uh this yeah. preseason could be big for him. I think um, you know, but Marcel I think will go. I don't mean we'll renew his contract. Kiana Hoover, we don't know what's going on with him. So if you've got Johnny who could play both sides and as a rotation for Samedo and then Ake Nori and Giles on that left-hand side. And I think the beauty with Giles is that he could play a little bit further forward. Or if you wanted to, if if Bruno was, you know, looking at a switch to the 4-4-2, I think as like a left midfielder, Ryan Giles could do the job as well. But yeah, yeah, I think this is another one. There's a couple of players there that Bruno has obviously had a look at in January. He's like the look of, um, I think he was, he really wanted to keep Giles for the remainder of the season. Uh, and then there's players like Dion Sanderson as well, who I, f- I think did quite well at Blues at the start of the season uh, and things haven't quite gone to plan for him at QPR so far. But the good thing is that they're both getting decent amount of minutes, all three of them actually, getting a decent amount of minutes for teams that are chasing promotion from the Championship. So it's a really good experience for them this year.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Sanderson was doing really well at Birmingham. We've got quite a lot of mates with Blues fans and said he's the best centre after seen in years. And he's gone to QPR and not really had the same impact, had a couple of stinkers, got sent sent off for a headbutt, which is a bit naive, but like I said, young player as well. So it'll be interesting to see what we do with those. I think that out of out of those three, I think it'd be more likely to see Giles come in and be a part of the squad. Obviously, Gibbs White's had the better better time, but I think there's almost that kind of, Will he? Won't he? Will he stay? Will he not? We've got too many
2: options yeah. at the moment in those areas as well, and I think he's he will still be in the summer because he's had such a strong season. He will want to be playing football again next year straight away, or wanting to be carrying on. Um, and I'm not sure if Wolves can guarantee it, unless the likes of Matino move on um, and you, you bring in another central midfielder and Morgan, because I think you know it's obvious that we need another central midfielder as well in there. Um, i will be interested to see, but I wouldn't dislike the five-three-two. Is that the right? Yeah, five-three-two. Yeah. If if Morgan's in that middle three, because he can act a bit more as a number ten. Um, but, but when was the last time we had three loanies at three good clubs in the championship level like well, that? That I think mm. I think our uh, twenty threes at the moment, and I suppose these players are sort of in between the two. But it's probably the strongest it's been for a few a, a, a large number of years. To be fair.
0: Yeah, got Kundal still in there as well, who's who's doing, yeah. you know, coming and and done done well in a couple of appearances he's made this season. On Giles, though, again similar to Gibbs, white versatile, can play anywhere on that left hand side. Probably best as a left wing back, but isn't he meant to be absolutely rapid as well?
2: Yeah, he's quick. Yeah, oh, he's quick. I reckon, I reckon Finn would be in a race though. So. Oh well, Finn couldn't run a fucking bath. <laughs>
0: Oh, sorry, Finn. He's not impressed. He's not impressed. Anyway, moving on. Target man. Sorry, target man. Target man. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want? Static, static. Target man. Um, We've got a little bit of a quiz. Uh, So, Finn, you'll be you'll be back to smiling now because you're probably going to get some points on the board here. Uh, These questions are from Wolves' performance against Leeds on Friday. Um, so sorry for bringing it up again, lads. Uh, it's going to be in a similar format that we what we usually do. So I'm going to ask five questions. I'm going to ask you both the same question. Um, I'm going to go with a tiebreaker to decide who uh, who goes first. So, Dave, can you tell me the height in metres of the tallest freestanding clock tower in the world?
2: What the, what the hell is wrong with you, man? What is that question? <laughs> oh, that
0: um... Is wrong
2: with you. <laughs> Sorry, in Europe. <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> Sorry, my dogs are barking. That's why I'm taking a while to answer. Um, eighty meters. Eighty
0: meters. What about you, Finn? I'm trying to think. Is it because it's in Budapest and he's
1: just learned it? That's definitely. Is it because it's, it it's that one in Birmingham Uni? They always rave about that big clock, don't they? Because they are playing Villa. Big uh, one. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't go to Birmingham Uni. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, of, what did you say, Dave? 80. I'll
0: go 107. Oh, it's close. It's close. Finn's a winner. Uh, it's 100 meters. It is It is in Birmingham. You're quite correct. It's the Joseph Chamberlain Memorial Clock Tower, part of the University of Birmingham Cellio campus.
2: Oh, um, I was there. I saw it the other week.
0: Yeah, it's quite big, isn't it? It's quite impressive.
2: That's what she said.
0: Wee. What <laughs> Wee. Clock. Um right then. <clears throat> do you want to go first, Finn, or do you want Dave to go first? you get to pick? <laughs> uh I'll go first. Well, what, what you want to do though is you want Dave to go first and see if you can match his answer, but after... I know, but I feel
1: like too many times on these quizzes, I just go off what
0: Dave said. So I'll I'll be a big boy. You'll be a big boy. Um who had the highest expected goals, Wolves versus Leeds, for Wolves? On Friday night, um, I'm thinking Raul had two chances.
1: Trinkow's were mostly outside the box. Johnny's was from a nice position, but that must have been his only shot. Do you want any more clues here, Dave? Trying to help you out. Um, <laughs> I'll go, if Raul made contact on that one that was like five yards out, it's just whether it. they'll count it where he got bundled over. I'll say
2: uh, Raul. Dave. I'm going Johnny because his goal and he had that open goal which he put over the bar as well.
0: I feel like Dave might have done his research, you know. Johnny Otto. Come
2: <laughs> on. God. Yeah, <laughs> um
0: 0.4, Johnny Otto. So Big numbers. still quite low. Quite, yeah, quite low still. Um, but what I want to ask you, Finn, is who drew the most fouls? <clears throat> Ooh, um, I'm going to
1: say, oh, did, did anyone get, have you got like total fouls there? There must not have been that, I'm, I can't remember leaping out my seat many times. I'm yeah, going to say, you're, lot, you're asking a lot of me now. <clears throat> I'm between Pudence or Trincao, so I'm going to say Trinca, Trincao. Dave? I'll
0: go the opposite, I'll go Pedence. Um, you're, both, you're both wrong. <clears throat> it oh. was, in fact, Johnny Otto. Oh, <laughs> the boy. <voice>. is <He's> <laughs> only like, only two fouls, so oh. not huge numbers. Finn, who received the most progressive passes for Wolves? So a pass received. that goes forward. <clears throat> Rece- uh, i go got Trincao again. Dave? Um I can't go for Vince again. <laughs> <laughs> um it was trinko He was oh, received seven passes. Um, but you know, oh, still way. thinks he's shit. Um touches <laughs> in the opposition's box Finn Who had the most of those walls? Johnny. Um <laughs> Johnny would <was> Trinco <laughs> 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 No.
1: <neither laughs> Spoiler, it's neither of those. Oh. Boys. Um the opposition's box. So there's not many to choose from now. I think we're in a 50-50 here, Dave. And I'm going to go for Pudence.
2: Dave? Because of his chance in the first half, where he took about 12 touches before he should have shot, I'm going to match you and go Pudence as well. Um,
0: You're both wrong. Uh, It was either 8 Nuri or Jimenez. They both had five. Uh, Um, Have you touched many boxes recently, (laughs) Finn? (laughs) 0.0
1: <laughs> zero, zero touches this season. <laughs> 0.0 XG.
2: Expect <laughs> XB.
0: Expect XG.
2: XB is XB. XB. probably zero point three. Zero point zero three.
0: Yeah, the expected Under- underperforming the, the XB, button. unfortunately. Disgusting. <laughs> um, fine, finally, lads. XC, um, however. So, who made the most progressive passes that went into the final third? So into the opposition's third, excluding set pieces. Do you need that explaining again? Was that How played
1: passes not received?
0: Passes passes made, progressive passes made that went into the final third, excluding set pieces. You won one, isn't it?
1: Yeah. How many questions have we got left? This is the last one. Oh, <laughs> should we say it at the same on the count of yeah, yeah, three okay. days? So I, don't, I count, don't know mine.
0: i, I count you in. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm three. I'm, I'm three. You say, one, two, three. Matinio. Oh,
2: oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh I'll take over the team. I'll say. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. I'm gonna take. I'm, right. t- I'm gonna take t- t- your first all answer. Right. You both got it right. Martino. It's Matinio. Yes. Oh, no. it's You all. So Thank I you. I need... Right.
2: You save me there. <laughs>
1: I need. Give us another clock tower fact to do
0: tiebreaker. No, okay. We'll get you another tiebreaker. Get another tiebreaker. Um who made who completed the most passes for Wolves? Dave Dave, I'll start with you. Above ten passes, so more than ten passes, who completed the most?
2: (coughs) (coughs) Leander Dendonka. I think
1: Sace I hate that so much
0: It's tense, I can feel it Completing 45 passes out of 48 Four of them progressive That's not Sace It was Roman Sace Oh, Oh, he only misplaced three I I felt like he misplaced loads He's done it, fair play mate He's got bits there Definitely on it. Uh, stats are accurate of fbref.com. Do not come for me because I do not get it. Boot up in the air, counts as a pass. Yeah, it's, sort of not really not it. it's an assist. <laughs> X- a pre assist. Chaps, <clears throat> question times. We'll run through these fairly quickly. So, um, Joey XGJHP on Twitter has asked rank our wingers from best to worst. So for this it's Huang, Pedence, Trinco, Chiquinho, and Neto. And Morgan. No, because um, he's, he's, we'll he's leave him I'll,
2: out. Uh, yeah. I'll go I'll go first. Best on on what we're saying like on current form or just what we've seen from him in a wall shirt.
0: XB. I'll, this this season.
2: <laughs> well you can't really conclude Neto in that, I don't think, can you? All right, if, if everyone's fully fit, right, and I was picking a team, my choices would be Neto. Yeah. Pedence. Yeah. How many was there? Five, yeah. Neto, yeah. Pedence. You've got trincao Huang, and Chiquinha. Neto, Pedence. trincao Huang, <laughs> Chiquinha. Finn.
1: So tough, isn't it? Because Chiquinho hasn't the really bottom three could be much any, wrong. They're all on a joint pedestal, yeah. like that swimming photo, wasn't it? That girls where they all stand on third place. That's sort of <laughs> where they are. Um <laughs> Huang scored goals but hasn't looked great as a footballer. Um Chiquinho's look good in flashy. It's hot it's harsh to yeah, but I yeah, I'll go with yeah the same first two. Are you, you, you going to rank
0: over. them or are you just going gonna... <laughs> <I'm> to... just,
1: just <laughs> gonna compliment them.
2: It's like pointless <laughs> when they've got to discuss <laughs> the answers after the first
1: yeah, yeah.
0: isn't it? i bring oh, uh, your thoughts for
1: like 10 minutes. And none of them are losers. They're all, I'm trying to give them all away that they're winners. I'm going to go finishing. drink first. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> drink out for your nutmegs. Well done, son. Have a sticker. Um, but no, yeah, I'll go same front two and then the, the other three are all joint third. Okay. Can you rank your last three, please? Because I feel like you're going to get over there. Uh If Trinko hadn't done what he'd done, he'd be bottom. <laughs> like, if as Leeds game aside, he'd probably be bottom. And...
0: Mm, right, but, mm, God. You're right there, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with Dave. <laughs> I'll look fine. Uh, I think for me, and I don't normally get involved with these, but I feel like I, I will, um, I'd say Neto Prudence Trinko Chiquinho Huang, personally, Ooh. from what I've seen this season, for an out and out winger because he says, uh, right the wingers. Oh, you can't flip inside, like, no, 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 not the outside, not the inside forwards. Oh, that's,
2: <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> that's obviously what it means.
0: I don't make the rules, mate. I just enforce them. Um, <laughs> James Saxon has asked, would you move Saison in the summer considering his contract situation and he seems to be losing form again in the side? what with you, Finn. Until, yeah, until the last few games,
1: I'd have said give him a contract. Now I'm starting to worry. I like him as a person and as a utility man, but it. how old is he, 31? I think he's good to have around the squad if you could extend it by a year or or to, to not start, because you're going to need a bench as well, aren't you, of quality, especially if we end up in Europe. Okay. Um, so i probably just about give him a deal, unless he kicks a few more in the air until the end of the season, then he can
2: go. <laughs> what about you, Dave? Well, I've got one for you. He, well, re- <laughs> he reignites his Wolves career towards the end of the season. I he play him as a holding midfielder, don't you dare? He pushes up to the midfield, or... We bring Totti Gomez in, say slots into the middle, and Connor Cody pushes up to a holding midfielder, <laughs> attacking midfielder. Plays the midfielder. Um, I don't know. I would have him as a squad player, but I think he'd probably want to be more than that. I yeah. can't. I would like us to replace him next season as in his position, but yeah. I'm I, I'm not against the idea of him staying at the club.
0: I think he's got Marseille written all over him personally. Someone <laughs> like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what? He's been a he's, what, Lambert era, wasn't he? Before, with yeah, yeah man. He was. He's yeah. the, uh, other, uh, other than Cody, he's the longest serving player. Having a testimonial soon. All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not really asked to be honest. He's, he's dropped off the last few weeks, but he's had a good season. Depends what he wants. Depends what terms he wants as well, doesn't he? If he wants like, his wage, he's doubling, then he can sling his hook. And I think he's well within his right to ask that because he's had up until last year games a good season. Um a few questions about Neves. Um, is, I think we had, may have answered it in the last, last pod, but no, change, it may change things with the injury. Is there any way that we can, can can keep Ruben Neves this summer without qualifying for Europe? If he can't walk, it would help. Yeah. He'll be out for a couple of months, I'll be, be
2: right. I think they've got to guarantee to him that the club are going to spend money this summer. I think they've got to. That,
0: that's it
1: that's the only way isn't it yeah the ambition um sort of similar I think I said last podcast I know about it, right we're going to bring in a midfielder that complements you and then is it was it if we don't get Europe because you haven't got the Europe to sort of yeah persuade it yeah that's that's the only way and then you'd have to say if you are signed a new contract here's a release clause for next season thank you very much for I think even
2: even Bruno said it though, didn't he? Like to keep your top players, you've got to sign top players as well. Exactly. Keep and, it. Yeah. And that's exactly the situation that we're in at the moment as a club, and <laughs> we've seen a lot of news regarding <laughs> regarding finances and stuff like that. That things are getting loosened up, but then obviously I've seen the news about FFP. I, I don't know when the rules on that are changing, but this summer is going to be well. I'm hoping it's going to be a big one for the club. Obviously, with everything being loosened up by the UA by UEFA now. I hope yeah we basically spend. had
0: a, a pass from your wife to say we're all in the clear so so got to be careful on spending i know they've changed you you at the ffp um legislation to i think you can only percent spend is it seventy yeah. percent on transfers yeah. i'm not sure when that comes into play it's usually i don't think it's instantaneously but yeah. um we shall see uh, wayne's asked uh what are the, what are the chances of Treore coming back and signing a new deal in the summer with Barcelona, rumored to be having no interest in paying the thirty million. Who'd have thought it? Though?
2: Who would have thought it? I, I don't think they'd give him a new deal for him just to go back out on loan, unless Barcelona had an obligation to buy that time. Hmm. If it, you know, and I think that's fair. I think that's Barcelona actually saying, look. We're being honest, we can't afford it now. We spoke to Adama, he'll sign a new deal for you and that way you're definitely getting money for him rather than them saying, look, Adama, don't sign a new deal there and just join us for free whenever, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think we need some we need some sort of commitment off them, basically. Hmm.
0: What do you reckon?
1: Can you imagine if they do another option next season and then... His contract through. runs out,
2: mate. <laughs> it's almost a bit like the Catrone thing, bento, though, isn't it? Like yeah. we were just expecting him to go back to Fiorentina, yeah, like, and end up playing yeah. in the cup for us in the January. But he's yeah. he's a saleable a asset, like
0: Catrone's. I reckon we might be worth more currently. Like okay, Traore, yeah. still is still a saleable asset. You're still probably going to get up to twenty million for him if you sell him in the summer. Yeah. So <clears throat> he's gone. You know what? He's gone for the right well, reason. Catrone over twenty mil. No, Traore. Oh, no. sorry, I've said Cadrone's How much do you reckon Catroni goes for? Less
2: How long than long 10 do you now. deal? Less than no. ten. He's probably got he's still probably got two, two or three years left on his deal, you know. Probably. I least he's on a
0: five. That's it'll be three but, seasons, he will have been in uh, yeah, be yeah. have two. Patrick Catroni. let's have a look. Let's have a quick look. So his contract uh is up next summer. So he's got a year left on his deal. I reckon four right. or five million
2: yeah oh, get Max, yes. that you, you gotta say and i know we're, we're not that you know we're not that old but this has got to be one of the worst pieces of transfer business the club has ever done 16 million pound was it
0: mm-hmm. 18
2: million pound maybe what was it three goals and one half decent chant for 16 million quid there you go <laughs> pizza pasta merchant um <laughs> <sighs> the, the,
0: the, the, the Adama thing though I don't blame him for wanting to go Like he's taken <clears throat> Reportedly taken a pay cut To go mm. To go there um, On the
2: premise That they were going to sign him
0: Yeah mm. And uh, Wolves offered him uh, if, if you believe what Tim Spears says They offered him the kitchen sink And he still just didn't want to sign He didn't want to be there So for him to be offered Upwards of 80, 90 grand a week To then take a pay cut on what is he on now, probably 30-35, because it was the first season in the Prem, wasn't it? If he take a pay cut on that, then he's doing it for the right footballing reasons. But I almost feel like Adama's going to get his heart broken by his his, his boy's club here. It's not going to be very nice. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to come and keep on me, couch Adama, you're more than welcome. Um, <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> probably on to Instagram. Uh, question from Betmate the fellas. Um, what are your go to McDonald's orders, Dave? Well,
2: you know what? I'll have a bit of anything at McDonald's, to be fair. Um, I'm a, bit, I'm a big fan of a sweet chili wrap. Um, Oof. sweet, chili one, Dave, chili ever, at Everton. yeah, yeah, yeah at Le- Everton. That's probably like. You know, if people go, they have a Big Mac or whatever. So I, I have that. If it's not, not going to be anything healthy, just grab a mayo chicken. I mean, anything heavy, it's just going to be a mayo chicken. <laughs> it's like
0: healthy, yeah.
2: Uh, um, <laughs> so like a mayo chicken, if we're just grabbing something quick. But well, to be fair, I'm pretty flexible at McDonald's. I'll have whatever's going. Finn, I like, think you're a Mackey's man, aren't you? You do love a Mackey's.
1: I do. And I love that now I've got the app and it's like every couple of days, it's like 20% off. I'm like, oh, go on, man uh and love a bargain um <laughs> but if anything they win because they get money that they weren't going to get off me um but i i was i was a quarter plain quarter pounder with cheese for like the first 18 years of my life and then i learned to be adventurous i still got i still go back to that every so often um but chicken selects if there's no special on but i always try to go for the special so at the moment the big tasty's on um for example but there's i like when they do like the
0: taste of america and all that i like yeah. to have a the try of the those, so. Brown, brownie, McFlurry—they used to do. or Was it like Mississippi mud pie or something like that? They used to be oh, out of special no, Do
2: you all yeah. remember McDonald's the deli sandwiches they used to do? no this is do Remember going the back? Remember the McRib? Yeah, the, they were bringing. That <laughs> I was back selling thing. quarter
1: pound a time at this time. I, I no, remember. So
2: the deli sandwiches. This I'm I'm talking got to be close to fifteen to twenty years ago. It was like you'd order it, and it was like grilled or yeah, grilled chicken on a big like, sub kind of baguette. It was unbelievable, you know. And I can't believe they got rid of it. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd bring In, that up there. On you,
0: say if you were to have a big tasty, would you ask for it plain?
1: That's the problem. It's like the special burger's always like, oh, with a special sauce this time. I'm like, yeah, without the sauce, please, boss man. It's no wonder you you're get, like. boss man. touches his so low. <laughs> <laughs> Thingy, um... I think
2: yeah, he, I don't like mayo at my new house you can get mcdonald's on uber eats so that's going to be dangerous i can't Can't get get it it because it's like it always comes cold like the chips as soon as you take them out the fry them whenever we order like whenever somebody's house we order it the order always comes wrong where they forget something it's just a waste of time
1: and when you go into a mcdonald's now like 80 percent of the orders are all like uber
0: eats aren't they you can see those codes or yeah they put the codes on them to collect. his was the Wi-Fi password? Does that mean like <laughs> <laughs> getting hacked? <laughs> <laughs> Anonymous, are Coming for you, coming you for you, cheeseburgers. I think I'd go for if there's a special burger on, like Finn says, I'll I'll go mm. for that because, but with everything on it, if not, uh, probably a probably a Big Mac or a quarter pounder a cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, meal classic, and I might have a chicken, a chicken mayo on the side with cheese. You got a chicken mayo with cheese, oh, um, yeah. Or what's good?
1: Um, well, if someone who doesn't like sauce, all the wraps are basically just the wraps with a different sauce on, like chicken selects with a different sauce, just use the wrap of the day, which they make cheaper and take the sauce off. It's the same thing, but cheap. Oh, Little
2: hacks, yeah. But the wrap, of, like the wrap with no sauce, surely. Oh, yeah, well, I'm a weirdo.
0: Surely, yeah, what you're saying I'm is you take
2: the chicken off, that's what he's saying. No, just chicken.
0: Say, for... take the, just take the
2: say wrap it a day, with no sauce. <laughs> wrap of no. the day with no chicken, just lettuce. No, I thought you meant you, you unwrap it and just take the chicken out like you would for a chicken. Oh, that's so a good then... shot. Oh, yeah, that on, oh mate, I'm changing the game. IP, here. No. <laughs> mate, I'm here. I'm here this every week. To <laughs>
0: what... <laughs> what drink would you have, for him?
1: Fanta or. Oh, I learned this the other day, by the way, and I'm stealing this, I think, from the Stephen Tries podcast. McDonald's, and I never noticed it, McDonald's have signed an agreement with Coca-Cola, and they're the only fast food restaurant that sell Coca-Cola. All the rest have to do Pepsi.
2: Oh, man, um, I'm going so to sometimes... other places then. Happy days, up the Pepsi yeah,
1: Pe- Max. I know, yeah, I, like, I love a Pepsi Max. But yeah, and then I thought, oh, God, yeah, Burger King, KFC, it's all Pepsi. But I'd have a oh. Diet Coke or most likely Fanta. But yeah, I didn't really, like,
0: I never even thought about it. But yeah, McDonald's have an agreement. There you go, everyone. This is honestly like the most you've been
2: engaged or podcast. Dave, yeah. what,
0: what what drink? drink. You, you, you like a Pepsi, don't you? would normally go for a Coke, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, if I'm really ga- gasping, I'll have a cold, uh, full-fat Coke. Uh, but I don't dislike a milkshake um no, don't you? banana vanilla yeah that banana flavor mate no. <laughs> right.
0: do you know why banana flavor is like not a flavor like banana why you know you have like banana sweets not banana medication <clears throat> it was right. actually like a banana that's they, they stopped producing years ago but they've still got the same flavor yeah, well, this fact, yeah.
2: People are listening to this podcast and learning a hell of a lot of stuff. You know? They
0: really are. I'd have to go for a code zero purely because if I have a drink oh, yeah. that's got sugar in it, I get a come down. Like, Sorry? Like, honestly, I will get like sugar. No, comedown. you just don't want
2: to pay the extra 20p type of Say,
0: say, say oh, talking to me about being tight, but then you got Bloody Finn who's taking. I'll take the lettuce home from my sandwich the next <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah, I'll recycle that, put his hands down his <laughs> Um Moving on to Instagram before we uh, eventually wrap up. A lot of questions about uh, Neves and whether we're going to get Europe for the rest of the season, which I think we've covered. Um, but what uh, Billy Morgan has asked, with Neves out till May, what do you think our best formation is and with what
2: personnel? dave i think it's just gotta be the three four three gotta be just gotta be martino and then in the middle and then you, you like you know know the the rest of the formation really but i think that that middle two is pivotal now i don't i don't dislike those two i just think obviously we're a lot better with neves um but yeah I've, i'll be interested to see what happens with then this summer as well mm. I think, you know, when we signed him, I was really excited. I thought, you know, I know that we're talking, you're going three or four years ago now. Um, but I really thought he was going to kick on and be a really, really solid player. And he just <laughs> hasn't had the game time. and He hasn't he hasn't been good or consistent enough. But now he's got no excuse. He's going to have a, a, a good run of games, of five or six games in a central midfield role, which I don't think we would have seen him have. Maybe in a centre-back role, in a central midfielder role for the run of five or six games. Off the top of my head, I can't remember that happening before. Thing
0: the best formation with the personnel we've got for the rest of the season, bearing in mind, Jimenez will be back in two games.
1: Yeah, yeah. Recency bias says sort of the team that played against um Leeds for that sort of well before the 10 men, obviously. Um, it's interesting when Tomato's back, obviously, he starts right wing back. Would you would you go Johnny over eight Nori? Because I'd probably lean towards, I suppose, with the 3 4 3, you've got attackers, you could maybe argue Johnny, who's a little bit more defensive, but. Yeah, I'd, I'd be. That's the only position where I'd be. I'd be stuck.
2: My... It'd be great if
0: we could play with like four wings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <We> utilize the <laughs> plethora of wingers and
2: wing backs we've got because I think we'd piss the league. My feeling <laughs> is with Aitnori, and I don't know if it's just me that thinks this. I don't think Bruno Large is a hundred percent convinced by him. I'm not either. Mm-hmm. Because the, like, the way I'm that not... Marcel comes in every now and then, and the same, the same, the comments that he gave about Giles as well. I don't mm. know.
0: I think he's not fit Even Like he, he's, he's blown out his ring piece after 70 minutes. Every <laughs> and
2: they time. said
1: <laughs> on that video where Cody and Neto did with sky sports, they said that it's it was a Dharma and eight nori that always turned up late for training and weren't putting it in yeah. as well. But he just seems half like, half
0: so half obviously yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, it's an interesting one. Um, a couple more questions, lads, before we wrap up, because this has been quite a long podcast. Um, Another lad on Instagram, xgrim 17 apologies if I've not pronounced that right, but who do you think the most improved um, since last season, Finn? Oh, um, really good question, actually. A really good
1: question. Probably Kilman's got to be up there for that, Um, but obviously wasn't playing much. So with a starter, Moutinho, his level, despite getting older, um, in the years now where it should dramatically start to come down. I think mm-hmm. he's gone up, which is very impressive. Even if he stayed at the same level, that's impressive at that age. So, between Kilman, Matinho and Semedo, probably, I think I, I agree with what Bruno said a few weeks ago. Those first few months, it was a, a Semedo he didn't recognise and then he got him to that Semedo that was flying at Benfica and then a moved to Barcelona. So, probably those three for me, between.
2: David... I would probably echo all of those shouts and even maybe add Cody because Cody was a yeah. scapegoat for a lot of games last season and how often do we do we speak about him having a bad game now very very rarely mm. I think he's really stepped up I think the um you know going into the England squad and and so on it's probably helped him as a player but just seems a lot a lot better a lot more solid this season as well
0: three games this season. Palace, he wasn't very good. Arsenal away, he wasn't very good. And West Ham away, he wasn't very good. Apart from that, I think he's been excellent in most games. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Um, another one here for you lads, Pedent.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
2: Just added consistency. I think it's helped that he hasn't really had those injuries. Last year, you could never rely on him. He'd be injured every other game, wouldn't he?
0: Mm-hmm. So... I, I was one of those who was always like, just get rid of him. He's useless. Like, I don't know what he brings. And then, absolutely revitalising the Bruno. Proved once again, on know absolutely nothing about football. Um, I knew as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I think all of them have got a case to to be the most the, the most improved. But if we're going to press you for one each, that lads, who's it going to be? I'd
2: say Kilman. I'll go.
1: I'll go. Semedo, you know, I really wasn't convinced. And then, bef- like a couple of months before the the injury, I think he's been fantastic. So I'll go. Semedo. Love that. Love that.
0: Right, chaps. That's it. That's the podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening, all. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. We were back after the Villa game now, probably. Got quite a while until the next game. It's next Saturday, I believe, the second. So probably week commencing the 4th. We'll be back. Don't forget to get on that BetMate pot. It's free to enter using the code in the description and by, by clicking the link. Like um, said, free to enter. Your chance to win a share of £100. And, of course, be gamble aware. Dave, Finn got the mention as the main man at the start. Yeah. So, Finn, where can people f- find you, mate, if they, if they wish? Look at him, he off. Not that Roy Hodgson, know, he's like... Oh <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I I won the quiz, so I'm keeping it for next week as well. I'm really officially, yeah, maybe we may two next weeks time. in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, finners, yeah, F-I-N-E-double-R-Z. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, if anyone could leave a positive comment on the Leeds video, that'd be nice because I've got a lot of abuse for calling a manager Ted
0: Lasso. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> what, what kind of abuse were you getting? Just like you're being disrespectful.
1: And even like, sorry, this is going to be a long outro, but even them saying, how dare you say that with a, a man living in America next to you. I love Ted Lasso. It's a great programme, but yeah, I don't know. Strange one. They really, really um, yeah, get a nerve with that one. So I apologise. I'm not
0: watching Why? Well, American. they were living
1: in America. They're Mexican, but living in America. But he found it hilarious. But they were saying, oh, wasn't he offended? I was like, no. he, had a,
2: he had a Mexico flag yeah. and a Ralph, him in his shirt on. And he got sent off. Good. I
1: Tricky. Tricky. <laughs> Thank Long you. journey back on the coach.
2: Um uh, we got the coach from America. <laughs> no, no,
1: idea.
0: <laughs> um, Dave. Um where can people find you should they wish?
2: Yeah, um, Dave has a party, D A V E, A double Z O P A R D I. And to Leeds fans for saying it wasn't a red card because it was a it was a second yellow. Yeah, there you go. It wasn't either.
0: On him, yeah. I also really <laughs> annoyed when people say, Why aren't the IR looking at it when they, they can't?
2: They can't. You know what, as well. Sorry, <laughs> uh, like Finn said, this is a really long outro. I felt like a fourth official I did on Friday because, like, when we made a fourth sub and then they made a oh, yeah, everyone's looking around like asking me for information. I was there, like,
0: <laughs> hey, <just laughs> check his him. Him. Yeah. He's got lib at home on Premier League.com going his <laughs> role, <laughs> role of 17.4 states. Uh,
1: <laughs> Another Villa game it'll be. So if we finish eighth, Dave, and West Ham win the, yeah, we'll, oh god, I don't know.
0: And, and someone in the comments someone, let someone... us know what happens if the top <laughs> one of the top four wins the, the FA Cup and West Ham win the Europa League. What that means for us mm. using our passports anytime. So uh, I'm Matt Cooper. M Cooper writes on Twitter. Matt Cooper writes on YouTube, and of course, in true Talking Walls, historic YouTuber style, Dave will see out the show because. He knows what buttons to smash and hit and like and yes. follow. and that's, Yeah, he does. He loves to smash his <laughs> <No, you know. laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I know it was a little bit of a, well, sad star, but I'm sure it improved towards the end. As always, if you're watching or listening on YouTube, be sure to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if you're new. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Apple Music, whatever it's called nowadays, uh, and Spotify, be sure to leave us a five star review. But until next time, we will see you all very, very soon.